coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Fade Route with DNZ. I am Z and we have a huge show for you. We are ordering up the best first baseman in Major League Baseball. We're talking about the attempted coup out in Las Vegas between Tom Brady and the Raiders and the disappointment that is the Oakland A's and the potential move to Vegas well as well is a lot of a lot of Vegas and a lot of Bay Area on this show. <laughs> but we're gonna start with South Beach, the Miami Heat, the Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat. The Miami Heat blew out the Boston Celtics in game seven. By 19, Jimmy Butler and Caleb Martin. Yes, Caleb Martin. That guy. That guy. Not Kevin Love. Kevin Love didn't even DNP, coach's decision. Caleb Martin powered the heat past the Celtics team that looked spent after battling back from a 3-0 series deficit. I'm guessing all that talk about the 2004 Red Sox was a little premature. Credit to the Heat for surviving or blame to the Celtics for cl- not closing the deal? Um, Listen, if you're Boston, what more could you ask for? You got game seven at home. And this isn't just any game seven. This is the Garden. TD Garden. Right? You've got history backing you up right because the Red Sox did this in 04 against the Yankees and of course Tommy Terrific came back against the Falcons in the Super Bowl so you've and you've got you you've got everything you asked for so there's no way that I'm gonna say that this was credit to the heat the Celtics had a chance here. And it was awful. I mean, listen. Tatum sprains his ankle on like the first play of the game. All right, whatever. But don't you think, Z, this was a golden opportunity for Jalen Brown to put on his cape and show everybody, yeah, I'm worth a super max deal. Oh, Tatum can't play? No problem. I got this, right? You would think. That's what you would think, right? Oh, Kareem can't play tonight? No problem. I'll jump center. That's Magic Johnson, who went on to score like 40 points and grab like 20 boards. I mean, I, I just, like you, Jalen Brown had a golden chance to like Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard this shit. And, and he didn't. So you are a number, you were the number two seed, right? Mm-hmm. You 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 were down you found a way to win three games and that's how you play at home in game seven you get blown out by 20 points 
by an eight seed that didn't even have one of their best players in Tyler Hero for the whole damn series. Ugh. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. So me, I'm saying, I wouldn't say it was blame the Celtics for not closing the deal. I wouldn't say it's like that, but it's like you had a chance to win this game. You, you, this is every everything you wanted. You got it and you failed. The one thing they didn't get was the superstar performance. That's what they didn't get. They didn't get their Larry Bird moment. They didn't get their Kevin McHale. They didn't get their Robert Parrish. They didn't even get their KG or Paul Pierce. Now, the very first play of the game, Jason Tatum rolls his ankle. Kudos to him for finishing the game. You know, because that looked pretty nasty, and you know he was in pain. Yeah, he, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but where, who stepped up? Was it Jalen Brown? Mr. Eight turnover? One so many, nine from three, I think. Yes. Derek White stepped up, right? And even then, the plus minus was not great, because Tatum on a bad ankle was minus 12. Brown was minus 17 and Derek White was minus 7. Muscala and Cornette were the only two on the positive side of plus minus and they played the last two minutes of the game. That's the only reason why they were in positive plus minus because the Heat took it into the corner. And we're just gonna we're just gonna let the whistle blow. We're just gonna let this go. But you know Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon seven minutes, zero points. Yeah, not complete non-factor. The Williamses, complete non-factors. You know, Marcus it, Smart, it was, thirty-five minutes, nine points. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just not. I mean, you would think, right? You think this Williams, game was in Miami? You would think they played the game in Miami? Robert Williams, he was the guy down low, right? He's the guy who's going to neutralize Bam Adebayo. Had six rebounds. <laughs> Six, that's it. Jason Tatum on a bad leg had more rebounds than Robert Williams. So it was a no-show of a performance. It was a complete and utter no-show of a performance from a team that looked like they were exhausted from fighting history. And they looked like they were I can't, fighting I can't get on board. I can't battle. get on board with that. See, it's not about them being exhausted. I'm not getting on board with them being tired. I'm not getting on board with that. This was just a failure. Just an all. What you're telling me that if if Jalen Brown was more rested, he wouldn't have had seven turnovers. Come on. You're telling me that if if Marcus Smart was didn't didn't win the last three games, he would have had more than nine points in this game. Come on. Adrenaline should have got you through everything. Grant no. Williams, three points, dude. You and I could have went out there and got three points. Okay, let's look at the numbers. 41-36 on a bad angle. 43-05. 36-16. Their bench was very well rested. This falls on... Compare this. Kyle Lowry came off the bench. 24, 24 minutes, 18 seconds. Duncan Robinson played 20 minutes. Like, that's on Missoula. That, that, that's on the coach. That's on the coach. And he's been maligned all year, all series, for his inability to coach. This is an X and O moment. Hey, my guy can barely walk. Maybe I should play somebody else. (laughs) Hello? 
Hello? Hello, McFly? McFly? Anybody home? Joe is acting like, you know, he's acting like he doesn't want the job. But there has to be an element of exhaustion there. But it's not an excuse. You were just as tired fighting uphill as you were at the end. You had nothing left. Now, why do you have nothing left? Because maybe they're not as good as we think they are. Maybe, just maybe, Brown and Tatum, this is their ceiling. And many, many ESPN pundits are very quick to say that, okay, you know, like, they're young. They're young. Yes, you can be young. You can develop. But everybody has a ceiling. You, you reach your ceiling. It's a question of what, how long it takes you to reach that ceiling. Jalen Brown is not going to get a 275 max, Supermax contract. He shouldn't. Like, not based on this performance. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't absolutely know. dreadful. It was an absolutely I don't know dreadful what, performance. I don't know what anyone could possibly see to say we need to run this back. Like, this team is not built to win championships. And I knew that when they lost the game in Boston to the 76ers. And I, at that moment, I was like, nah, man, you guys are trash. And, you know, Tatum going spouts in the fourth quarter was he doesn't score any points. It's like, dude, where are you? Go get the basketball. It's just things like that that kind of showed me that this team was just a pretender. Um, well, they also made no offensive adjustments. They seemed to run no plays. <laughs> it was just, it was just get the ball and go to the basket. Get the ball, get the ball. Well, regardless, now that we have an Eastern Conference finalist, it's time to crown an NBA champ. Well. Starting tomorrow, the finals will begin in Denver. The Nuggets are the final boss that await the Miami Heat. But Z, who you got and in how many games? You have to go with the Nuggets. I'm sorry. As good as Miami has been, who have they run up against that rivals the Nuggets? From top to bottom, right? You have the back-to-back MVP until this year, right? You had Aaron Gordon. You had Jamal Murray. You have KCP. You have Porter Jr. That's a deep and loaded team, right? You have guys on this team, and you're just not equipped for them. We've said it many a time. Who is going to stop Nikola Jokic? Who is going to stop him down low? Bam Adebayo? Not by himself. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to throw doubles. They're going to have to do what they need to do. But you throw a double at Jokic, Murray's open. Or Gordon is open. Or Porter is open. You open yourself up to a major, major mismatch. Pick your poison. And... As good as Miami can be defensively and as well coached as they are with Eric Spolstra, I can't see them getting more than a game. Mm-hmm. So I will call, I'm going to call a gentleman's sweep. I'm going to take 
Denver 4-1. Now, it might tell this might surprise you, but I have Miami taking game one. Mm, okay. I, I have Miami taking game one because they have not had a week off and because they're still in the rhythm. Kind of like when Allen Iverson and the Sixers threw a scare into the Lakers that time. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely see that being the wake-up call for Michael Malone and the, the Nuggets. It's a, it might actually be something that Michael Malone welcomes just so they get that little taste of blood in their mouth. They get smacked around a little bit and it wakes up the players saying, this isn't going to be easy. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be a sweep. This is not what you think it's going to be. Wake up and stick to the game plan. But overall, I got, I do have the Nuggets in five. What about you? Yeah, I've got the Nuggets in five too. Um, interesting that you have the Heat winning the first game. I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am tempted to take the plus 1900 on FanDuel which has the series ending in five with the Heat winning game two. I might be placing a significant wager on that. Um, and I'm with you. There's just no answer for Jokic. You know, there's... Um, I would assume Michael Porter Jr. is going to guard Jimmy Butler. And, you know, let's not... Let's also not forget that this is an eight-seed in the east playing one seed in the west i think a lot of people have forgotten about that i heard reggie miller saying that it could go six games i've heard some other people talk about you know it's, it's going to be a close series going to be tight games it's like well guys let's not forget that this is an eight seed in the east playing a one seed in the west and i think it's a very different ball game i think it's completely different well you definitely you definitely need to take into account that the disparity was there and kudos to the heat they have improved they were the lowest scoring team in the nba during the regular season there is something to be said for that and the nuggets were one of the highest scoring teams in the league so one of the things right one of these things has to be true either the low scoring heat are going to shut down or slow down the Nuggets and play, you know, Pat Riley mid 90s slog ball to get them down, or they're going to have to ratchet up their offense to try and run and gun with Jamal Murray, Jokic, Gordon. I, I don't see it. I, I just I don't see it. And you know they need Hero back. They desperately can yeah. use him. He'll be back by game three. If everything four, goes right, four, yeah. yeah. But the At thing with point, the thing you with be the down three zero though, you down three zero, and you're begging Tyler Hero, come save us. They're looking for a hero. Yeah, I don't know. If, like, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna be down three zero. I mean, that's a lot. The one thing I will say is, you need like the Heat are gonna need game two and game seven, Jimmy Butler. If they don't get that Jimmy Butler, they're not they're not gonna win any games. So that's the one thing I will say. Um, I'm curious to see how the guards match up. You know, the other thing you got to remember is the Heat have four undrafted free agents on their team. Mm-hmm. Like they don't. I'm not saying these guys aren't professional basketball players. They are, but 
are they as are they as talented as some of some of the guys on the other side? I just I don't know. I don't know. I think coaching wise, I think Mike Malone's a good coach. Coach Spo is a good coach. So I think that's kind of even. I'm, I want to see. I want to see what the Heat's game plan is. What's the game plan for Jokic? What's the what's the game plan for the Joker? Like, what are you guys gonna do with him? Um, how are you guys gonna guard Murray? Who's taking Murray? Um, are we gonna be shooting threes? Uh, are we gonna be aggressive? I think Kyle Lowry has a chance to be a real X factor in the series. You know, he's such a good defender and he's he's such a talented basketball player and I don't like Kyle Lowry. I don't like him. I don't like his game. I don't like his his attitude. I don't like his character. I like nothing about the man. But he's a good basketball player and he's a good pro. Um you know, I could see him getting under Jokic and I could also see him drawing fouls on him. Like I could see that coming out of it. And you know, I think Kyle Lowry has a chance to be X Factor in the series. I mean, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Kyle Lowry has the experience that you need. He has the chip from Toronto. He definitely can help guide the guide the Heat through the rough playoff water and in the deep end. That you know, you might not necessarily have that veteran playoff presence, right? Because the Nuggets have had, what, lots of bad experience. Whereas Kyle Lowry is one of the things we like to call the whole fucking thing. <laughs> so, right. you know, he definitely can help navigate that. But, um, yeah, that's a good pick for X-Factor. That's definitely a good pick for X-Factor. I mean, Kevin Love's got to show up, right? He's another guy. He's got veteran experience. He's got a ring. You know, he's got... He, he can shoot. Interesting fact about Kevin Love, if I may share. Uh, every year that he's been in the postseason, he's made it to the NBA Finals. Huh. That is pretty cool. That's wild. That's that, that, is, cool. That, that, that is really impressive. You know, and, and it looks he looks great in street clothes. Yeah, I mean he's he struggled to find his shot. I don't know what's going on with him, but I mean I like him. I like him in that forty-two heat jersey. But yeah, I mean let's... you know Kevin Love. You know he's definitely gonna be the. He's definitely going to be a contributor. He's gonna have to be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't if know. You're Z. Spolster, if you're Spolster, you can't plan on Tyler Hero. You can't. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. From the hardwood, let's head over to the ice. Stanley Cup Finals starts Saturday. The Vegas Golden Knights beat down the Dallas Stars 6-0 to clinch their spot against the Florida Panthers, who swept out the Hurricanes and kept their Cinderella run alive. Either way, there will be a first-time champ. First time getting the Stanley Cup for one of these cities, and which city will it be? This is hard. It well, before really we is. before we jump into that, what, which was a worse loss, Dallas losing at home, or 
the Celtics losing at home. Because that was that was a pretty badass with six zip. Ooh. Ooh. Well, six it was four nothing in the first period. So I'm Ooh. gonna go I'm gonna go with the Dallas Stars just for the simple fact that it was non-competitive. <laughs> just because their fans had to get slapped four zip in the first period and sit through two more periods while they get kicked through got their yeah. teeth kicked in some more. Uh-huh. Ooh. Ooh. Absolutely. I like, turned it got, on in the second period. It's like, oh, oh God. They got blitzed and they didn't know what hit them. So like that, there's something to be said for that. And who would have thought, you know, Aiden Hill, you know, not Jonathan Quick, not Brasso, Aiden Hill. That's that, the guy. Like going guy. to Aiden, going to Aiden Hill was the, uh, the 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 seminal moment here. Um, so was Jamie Ben trying to take Mark Stone's head off. So like <laughs> that that moment as well. But I mean. The firepower, right? The, the sheer firepower on the Golden Knights. It's formidable. It is absolutely formidable. You have Eichel and William Carlson. And you still have Jonathan Marchessault. Can I interest you in him? That Riley guy. Smith, good player. Mark Stone, good player. The ageless Phil Kessel. There are going to be hot dogs in that Stanley. If Stanley, if he raises Lord Stanley Cup, there may be queso in it. Like, that's great. But ah, Florida just, they play a grinded, they play a, a lunch pail style of hockey. And it's just, it's something that I particularly enjoy. And it's, you know, you hear talking, you know, you heard, I've heard Michael Wilbon talking about this, how, you know, let's not really call them a Cinderella because they were the President's Trophy winners last year. Yeah. Yes, while that is true, while that is true, this team is fundamentally different than it was last year. And that is all because of Matthew Kachuk. Matthew, the, the Matthew Kachuk trade with Calgary, bringing him and Verhaeg over, was a huge coup. You know, you got a guy, he's a lunch pail guy, just like his old man. Like, he's tough. He's feisty. He will get under the opponent's skin. And he called game how many times in the last series? Bust in 10. Let's go. Bust in 10. And that's what Matthew Kachuk brings to the table. He yeah. brings the identity. He brings the grit. And, you know, Jonathan Huberto didn't do that. Jonathan Huberto didn't do that. So they traded in a little bit of fancy skill for a little bit of grit. And this is the X factor, right? They had a ceiling. Again, we're going to talk about ceiling. They had a ceiling with that all-skilled team. They brought in a little bit of edge, a little bit of sandpaper, and now they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. As far as who's going to win, I'm putting it out there right now. It's going seven. Mm. It's going seven. So the team that's kind of swept their way to the finals is going to go seven games with this team. It's going seven. Mm. It is going absolutely seven. Mm. Because Vegas can stand toe-to-toe with them. Florida, they can take a hit. They were down against Boston. They, you know, they were down against the best team in the league. The record-setting generational team. Who won? Not the record-setting generational team. The Florida Panthers did. So they can they can take a punch. They've already established that they can. Mm-hmm. So I got it going to overtime, game seven. All bets are off. 
I'm going to take the Florida Panthers. I, I think they, I think they can do it. They have the goalie, they have the grit, they have the team, they have a well-rounded team. It's, it's going to be a very well-received Stanley Cup final. Even though it's in the hockey hotbeds of Sunrise, Florida, and Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> like it's it's hockey fans, you are in for hockey a- fans. Hockey fans, I want you to put your hands on the speaker, and I want you to hear me now. You are in for a treat. You know what? While we're at it, basketball fans, put your hands on the speakers. You are going to be in for a treat. The networks may not like it because it's not the you know it's not LeBron, it's not LeBron. sexy. It's not the sexy picks. It's Denver and Miami. It's <laughs> it's Vegas and it's Florida. It's not the original six. It's not, you know, it, it's not Sidney Crosby. It's not Connor McDavid. But the fans, the real fans of the sport, you are going to be entertained in spades. Who you got? Listen, I mean, for me, it, Kachuk has just been ridiculous. 25-year-old winger, 21 goals in 16 postseason games. Only five teams in the NHL had 111 or more points this season, and the Panthers eliminated three of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think you're being very optimistic, saying this thing's going seven. I don't see it going seven. I see it going five, maybe six. I just don't, the Panthers are hot, man. And I kind of agree with Wilbon. This team, I know it's different. They play a little different this year, but they are gelling around the right time. You know, um, this was one of the best teams in the league last year. You know, and they've seemed to rekindle that toughness. They've seemed to rekindle that fire. And they get up on you. And and they go down and they get back up again. They go into overtime. That's the other thing. Like, luck is on their side. All the overtime wins, the overtime goals. They beat Boston. They beat Carolina. I mean, I don't think... You think the Vegas Golden Knights are as good as Carolina or Boston? Yes. They were the number one team in the West. They were the number one team in the West. So, yes. So if they're gonna have their, if they have it in them one more time, they're gonna have to slay a dragon. That's the one thing. The Pan- the Florida Panthers are gonna have to slay a dragon. It's not gonna, you know, Dallas would have been a nice story, but they can't match, and they proved that they couldn't match the firepower of the Vegas Golden Knights. And you know, we're sleeping on the defense a little bit. We're sleeping on the defense of the Golden Knights too. Martinez, McNabb, Petrangelo, Theodore. All of these guys have experience in big-time playoff hockey in a thing I like to call the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, Martinez with the with the Kings. Petrangelo with the St. Louis Blues. Theodore with these very Golden Knights. McNabb with these very Golden Knights. So they definitely have something where the moment isn't going to be too bright for them. Like that's the one thing we have to be concerned about with, you know, the, with the Florida Panthers. Like as it gets closer and closer, does the light begin to shine brighter? And that is where I start to get concerned about Bobrovsky. Officer Bob has been great, but he's had moments in the past when the moment was too big for him. Now let's see. Let, let's definitely see. But you know, the Florida Panthers are on an absolute heater. You cannot 
deny that. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. You cannot deny that the Florida Panthers are on an absolute roll. But there are plenty of teams as we transition to Major League Baseball that aren't on a roll. Memorial Day has come and gone. We're at the quarter pole of the season. So who's been the biggest surprise and who's been the biggest disappointment? Hmm. All right. So I, I went a little, a little different with this, right? So I would say the White Sox are by far my biggest disappointment. I just think there's so much talent on their team. And they're just underperforming and they're just losing winnable games. And it's, it's just frustrating to watch. They have so much talent. And I don't understand why they struggle. Now, as far as surprises, I'm going to say Aaron Judge has been a surprise to me. He's on pace to hit, to hit 51 home runs. And he's really turned it on in the month of May. I didn't see him being able to play this well again after the historic season he had last year. So I'm kind of surprised to see that he's been able to keep it going. And as far as teams are concerned, I'm really surprised at the Cardinals. I thought, they, I thought they'd be better. I mean, they're... Arenado and Goldsmith on the corners... And I, I feel like pitching's really let them down and, and catch and the catcher situation's a disaster. I gotta think they're gonna turn it on at some point. Um Tampa. I mean, who's not surprised at Tampa? I mean, come on. Their their start to the season, they've cooled off, but man, they score runs and they're young and they're talented. Um surprised but we're surprised at the Mets. I'm surprised Pete Alonso has 20 home runs. Pete Alonso has 20 home runs. That's pretty impressive. But I'm surprised at the Mets. I thought they would be doing better. So, what do you got? Alright, so... Alright, alright, alright. Here we go. If we're, we have to start with the Cardinals. Like, I, I agree with you that the St. Louis Cardinals have been in a colossal disappointment considering the fact that both of us picked them at the beginning of the year when we did our division previews. We certainly did not see the bottom falling out. We did not see Marmol fighting with Tyler O'Neill. We didn't see the Wilson Contreras situation coming. None of that. Like, how could you predict that, right? It's the cardinal way. You know, we anticipate that they'll be able to right the ship. I mean, you want to talk about a surprise. Do you know who is second in the major leagues in ERA. Second, uh, is it Cole? Sonny Gray. <laughs> Sonny Gray is second in the major leagues to Bryce Elder of the Braves. So he is second in the league in ERA. Not in the American League, the whole thing. The big yeah. one. Oh, oh. Can I interest you in 
who is tied for second in wins with pitchers? Mitch Keller of the Pirates. How about the Pirates? Who would have freaking thought that Arr. was going to happen? Especially with when O'Neill Cruz got hurt. Right? You think, okay, we're going to the tank. Nope. We're all right. Nathan Avaldi, Zach Gallen of the Diamondbacks, and Kyle Gibson of the Orioles each have seven, all trailing Shane McClanahan. Shane McClanahan, who is right now in the catbird seat to win the Cy Young. If the season ended today, he would most likely be my Cy Young award pick. Oh, yeah. He's lights out. His ERA is up two, right? Yep. I think he's eight this, one or eight and This one pisses me off. The <laughs> league the league leader in quality starts. Marcus Stroman of the Chicago Cubs. He's really good. See, he would be my he would be my Cy Young pick. He's been ridiculous this year. Yeah, Stroman is pitching like he's had something to prove. He has that one hitter, and you know, that's just how he is. But from a team standpoint, you have to be disappointed with the Mets. You have to be disappointed with the Phillies. You have to be disappointed with the Cubs. They're in last place. Like you went out, you made, you got Dan P. Swanson. You made fundamental changes. You're 24 and 31. The Cardinals and Cubs are rounding out the National League Central, and then the Padres are 25 and 30. Right? Talk all that shit. Spend <laughs> all that money. You know, oh, we're gonna, oh, look at our infield. We had four All-Star shortstop. Look at us. Only the Rockies are worse than you in your division. Only the Rockies. The Rockies. Surprise. The Baltimore Orioles, 35 and 21. You know, we, we picked, we thought they'd be good. I didn't think they'd be this good this fast, especially with that rotation. So, and then, you know, the immortal Aaron Hicks joining the fold. We'll get to that later. But I got to say, in the American League, I'm disappointed in the Blue Jays. Only three games over 500. With the with the talent amassed, they should be a hell of a lot better than they are. The Guardians, five games under 500. They won the division. Like they should be able to. They were in contention for the division. And the White Sox, you already touched on. But the Guardians, five games under? Mm, that doesn't sit right with me. And what about the Mariners? Will the real Seattle Mariners please stand up? Was it last year? Or are you what you are? You're one game over. You're just one game over and you're trying to find your identity. Right now you're in fourth place because the Rangers experiment worked. Throwing money at the problem finally worked. (laughs) Good for the Texas Rangers. They're 16 and eight at home. They're actually ahead of the Astros, but this is the early projection, right? It's only May. It's still only May. It hasn't tipped to June yet. We'll get there eventually. But it's, you know, it's getting late early in some of these divisions. And some of these teams are already, like, they are already done and thinking about next year. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Popstar is located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. 
no event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Pop Stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. One such team is the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's are beyond disappointing. They're just, they're just sad. They're just sad is what they are. They're 12 and 46. Got that? 12 and 46. I think they just took two te- two games from the Braves. Somehow. Like, I don't understand how that happened. Like, did the Braves like feel charitable? I, I, you're the resident Braves fan here, so I don't know. They have the lowest payroll in the league. They have the lowest run differential in the league. They have the lowest attendance in the league. They're averaging under 9,000 a game. Got people inciting, yeah, people inciting the other team because you can hear everything. It's not like they can be drowned out in a crowd. There is no crowd. The plans are for the team to relocate to Vegas. They apparently already have a deal for some land. We are officially living Major League right now. Does Rob Manfred need to intervene at this point? Oh, good old Rob. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing tonight. Like I said, they actually took some games from the Braves. It's kind of embarrassing and very odd. I don't know what the hell was going on. I think the Braves just got shut out one of the games. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I've heard that it's so quiet in the stadium that they can't use pitch comp because it, you can actually hear the pitch that's coming. <laughs> that's pretty funny. The Astros don't even need to bang on a garbage um, can. Listen, owners can run the teams however they see fit. I mean, uh, I don't. I think Rob Manfred needs to do some other things than worry about what the A's are doing with their team and their payroll. I mean, they're like, ter- like what? Threatening the Milwaukee Brewers with relocation if they don't renovate their building? Like that's oh, another, it's, it's another story. That stadium's beautiful. What's wrong with the Brewers Stadium? I love that uh, stadium. Apparently, it's been apparently there's been 20 years worth of repairs and renovations that haven't been made. And allegedly, allegedly, Major League Baseball is threatening the relocation. Listen, the Reds were a bad team last year. I mean, mm-hmm. you're bound to have some bad teams. I, I don't think Rob Banford needs to get involved. I mean, we've seen the Rays be bad, we've watched the Astros be bad for so long, and then them build a championship team. Um. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with the way that they're playing and who they are. It's fine. It doesn't affect my team in any way. It doesn't to me. It doesn't affect the outcome of what's going to happen in that division either, right? I mean, they're going to lay down. They're going to lay down. They want to be embarrassed. We be an embarrassment. It's not on the commissioner to levy anything or go after them or try to incite them to compete. They want to be a joke. They let them be a joke. The last time the commissioner got involved was because of Bernie Madoff, right? Like that—that that was the last major instance where the, the 
commissioner of the league intervened on the team's behalf. But also think back to Peter McGowan. You know, Peter McGowan when uh, I believe it was McGowan when he owned the Dodgers. They were going through a nasty divorce, he and his wife. And the league had to intervene because it was affecting the on-field product. And when all you have is the on-field product here, because, I mean, I don't know much about John Fisher, but I, I know that he also owns the San Jose Earthquakes of the MLS, and he owns Celtic FC in, so- in uh, Scotland. Scottish soccer. So those seem to be okay. Right? Uh, this may just be his plaything. You know, just to just to have it. Oh, I see where he got his money from. He's the son of Gap Inc. founder, Donald Fisher and Doris Fisher. So he's like yeah, so it's so the gap. Okay, that's fine. That is that is very fine. But you're fielding a non-competitive team. To what end? You know, what what's the end here? To maximize profit? Well, not in Oakland, right? Because they're not coming to see you. I'm sure nobody's coming to see you on the road. I, for one, last year, I took my fiance to the Yankee game. It was Yankees A's. I was intrigued by the A's last year. This year... No, not even if they offered like dollar seats, I would. <laughs> like, we'll pay you. I don't know. Like, you have barely some major leaguers on this team, and then you have some maybe quadruple A players, maybe. But if the idea is that. We're going to bottom this team out, get our land deal in Vegas, and then flood the team with stars. I can understand that because they tried that with Miami, right? Because when the Marlins got their new ballpark, they flooded their team with stars. They brought in Burley, they brought in Jose Reyes, like they they got Ozzy Guillen. They tried to like they tried to make something happen, and I just I don't know like. Over the years, he got rid of Chapman, he got rid of Murphy, he got rid of Olsen. You, you stripped away, you let Canna go in free agency. You just kind of stripped away all of the good that was on this team and you replaced them with Ho-Hum. Like Trevor May, you're probably gonna flip at the deadline. Fujinami, I don't know if Fujinami's any good. They just brought back Paul Blackburn. He was decent. Fujinami. We'll see. But they got a couple of a pitchers from the Yankees that they apparently like a lot. They got Longoliers from the Braves in the Sean Murphy trade. Like they they like uh, they like him a lot. So there's a few pieces of young workable talent, and then the rest is just kind of like filling out the roster because you need to fill out the roster. Now, there's been plenty of acrimony between Oakland and its sports teams, right? The Warriors said goodbye. The Raiders said goodbye. Now the A's are going to say goodbye. There's a lot of smoke there. So while I do feel bad for the fans of Oakland, the city of Oakland, not so much. 
you kind of had the opportunity to to make this happen, but the owner doesn't want to work with you. You don't want to work with him, and it seems like this is destined to fall apart. Rob Manfred, I don't know what authority Rob Manfred has here at this point, because what's he going to say? Don't go to Las Vegas. Don't do that. Don't put another. Don't put a team in a really glamour-filled environment. Don't do that. Don't put eyeballs there. We don't want that. It's like that scene in um, in Willy Wonka when Gene Wilder's trying to get the kids to stop. No. Don't. 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 don't do <laughs> stop. That. Don't come back. Stop. Don't. No. No. You're being handed a Major League Baseball franchise in Las Vegas. He's not going to say, he's not going to chasten them. He's not going to do anything about this because Major League Baseball is going to benefit. And if Oakland can rework their Coliseum situation, because the Coliseum's a dump, how many more times does the, the pipe need to burst? Right? How many more times does raw sewage need to fill? How many more roaches do you need to see? How many times do you need to not sell out Mount Davis? Get a new ballpark. The city of Oakland needs to work with either the A's, if they're staying at some point, if the deal falls through with Vegas, they need a new ballpark. Or if they get an expansion team, they need a new ballpark. Bottom line is, you need a new ballpark out in Oakland if you want to attract or keep a major league franchise. I don't I don't foresee that happening. Especially since Nashville's on the list, Charlotte is on the list, Portland, Oregon is on the list, Montreal is on the list. You have franchises waiting in the wings. And it seems like Oakland, you know, is down to its last strike. And they might have just struck out on this one. It's sad for the fans. It's absolutely sad for the fans. The Oakland A's have had a a historic run. They've had a they've had a legacy out in the Bay Area, but it looks like it's all crashing down and there's really nothing that Rob Manfred can do about it. And frankly, he probably doesn't want to anymore. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd time for the mail route on the fade route if you want to get featured hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com or slide in those dms at fade route podcast on ig or drop us a line on our twitter page at fade route dnz
right, boys and girls, we have a full mailbox today. And if you want to get in on the action and you want to submit some questions for us, hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com. And maybe, just maybe, we will read your question on the air. Email number one comes from Sarah in Las Vegas, Nevada. See, told you. It's a big time destination. (laughs) Hey guys, quick question. We know how much you love Tom Brady. So what's the bigger Raider news? His minority ownership stake or Jimmy G's foot injury claw? (laughs) The Jimmy G things get weirder and weirder. It's supposed to be a cleanup. But now it seems like there was like a Liz Frank injury in there. I mean, is there a seat hotter in the NFL than the Las Vegas head coaching job? Who's going to play quarterback next season? Brian Hoyer? I mean, if Brady came back to play for the Raiders, would his salary be counted under the salary cap? Or does it get covered in, into management expenses? Um well, yeah, I think the, I, I think the I think the Jimmy G news is crazy, and I think that is the bigger story. Well, the thing with the ownership stake is that if, he, if Tom Brady's not fully retired, he's not going to be accepted as a minority owner. So it's one of those things that you know it's cool on paper, but it's not going to happen until he fi- officially fire, files that paperwork with the Jimmy G foot injury. This guy just can't catch a break. <laughs> no, no, that's the problem. Everything breaks. No, I, I misspoke. Everything breaks on Jimmy G. The man's made of glass, especially like his feet. But it's so weird that this was written into the contract. It's almost as if they knew that something bad was going to happen <laughs> to one James Garoppolo. And frankly, it, it's hard not to think that way because how many years has he played and how many years has Jimmy gotten hurt? So the weird thing is that this foot injury could somehow pave the way for Tom Brady to be on the Raiders and be the quarterback for the Raiders next year. Like, that would be absolutely friggin' insane. But the ownership thing, like, we can put that... We can put that on the back burner at least for a little while because if Brady has the itch and Brady comes back, like that, those talks get tabled. So he needs to be 100% sure that he's done. But if you were Tom Brady, right? And you just had this, you just had this presented to you. Jimmy G has a, a foot issue and we wrote it into his contract that we can cut him if he has an injury, particularly to his foot. And we have this guy, Devontae Adams. Tom, you, you feel it? How's the arm feeling? You, would you uh, would you explore that? or Go get me DeAndre me? Hopkins and let's do it. <laughs> that would be, now that would be a, a heck of a move. That would be a heck of a move. Email number two comes from Sean in Scottsdale, Arizona. What's up, guys? Did I read this right? The Arizona Cardinals cut D-Hop? 
they really couldn't find a trade partner for him. What are they doing in the desert? It's a very good question. Um, yeah, I'm hearing it had to do a lot with the money he's scheduled to make this season. Nobody wanted to take that on, and they felt like the the Cardinals were in a tough spot. Uh, I still think it's kind of weird that they couldn't get like a sixth round or a seventh round and no pick for him, right? I mean, I'm still surprised he hasn't signed with Baltimore yet. I don't know what how that hasn't happened. Could you imagine that offense? You get Hopkins, you got the kid they just drafted, and then you have Odell. I'm assuming the Titans are going to call him, right? The Falcons, yeah. and I heard Deshaun Watson's going to give him a call too. I mean... I would still think he's a top wide receiver, but it does. It's a bad look when you can't find a trade partner and you wind up getting cut. And yeah. <laughs> seriously, and like what I like what the the guy said in the emails. Like, what are the Cardinals gonna do now? Kyler's not coming back until like week eight or nine, if he even comes back this season. His jersey's going for like twenty bucks on the NFL shop right now. Um, <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. I I don't know what the plan is out in the desert. But uh, how's his Oakland A's jersey doing? Did anybody check to see how Kyler Murray's Oakland A's jersey's working? He's a second baseman, not a quarterback. Yeah. But I don't know what the hell they're doing either. Like, frankly, they're obviously he's thinking. I don't know what he's thinking. What the hell he's thinking? (laughs) But you know, they're they're punting the season. It feels like they're punting because. You know, they don't have their guy. At least they don't think they have their guy. Colt McCoy is going to be the primary starter for a good while. And DeAndre Hopkins didn't really fit, right? Especially now that uh, now that Jonathan Gannon's out there. I'm not it's even like, sure how healthy he is. You know, if we remember, he got hurt. He did. And then... He got busted for PEDs, and apparently he was using that to get better. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's also factoring into people's decision not to pick him up as well. Well, I mean, he's going to have his workout. He's going to have, you know, his line of suitors. The one thing that would scare the shit out of me is if somehow Howie Roseman opened up the couch cushions again and found enough money to bring in DeAndre Hopkins, because... Like, that seems like every, all Eagles written all over. You know, it's, it's what they do. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand where they find the guy yeah. for the money. It was the first team I thought about, honestly, too. It makes absolutely no sense, so it makes perfect sense. Right. Don't need them? No problem. You know, another team, the Rams. They could definitely use somebody. You know, how healthy is Cooper Cup going to be? We're going to find out. But Dallas. Matthew Stafford could... Dallas, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup is still recovering from injury. Bring him in, bring him in. He's definitely worth Pick it. Him up. Yeah, I know that Dion. I know that D. Hop was being recruited by Deshaun Watson. That's you know a little Houston Texans reunion up in Cleveland. You know why not? How about the Vikings? You know they lost Adam Thielen. Just drafted the guy though. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> this is true. You can never have enough offense. Especially when your quarterback I, is Kirk Cousins. Right. You know, well, right. You know, I, I like that. I, I, I like that a lot. As long as the game is played at one o'clock, you're fine. So, you know, 
D Hop has his fair share of suitors. Shit, go to Carolina. You you can definitely you, they got something going on over there. So we're gonna see. And depending on the situation, if he's not a hundred percent back, like he can take his time and rehab a little bit. You know, kind of like Odell. Like Odell is gonna take his sweet ass time, and he's gonna make sure he's hundred percent healthy. And I'm. I would be intrigued by that that union, right? You have Lamar with Odell with Duvernay with Hopkins. Like that would be very interesting to me. But you know, I don't know. I I just don't know if both of those guys can. I just don't know if they can coexist for the ball. You know, there's one ball. There's still one ball. So. Arizona is just on a road to nowhere, and apparently they want to get there faster. Good for you guys. Enjoy. Email number three comes from Sandra in Santa Rosa, California. Hey guys, Bob Myers resigned as GM and president of the Warriors. Does this officially signal the beginning of the end of the dubs? I mean, 100%. Uh, there's nothing left to do there. I mean, they're not going to be like the Celtics. You know, we tried to win. We didn't come close. I'm sure Bob Myers didn't want to go through another rebuild. You know, I'm sure he's like, let somebody else do this. I don't, I won my championships. I'm good. I'll go to LA. I'll go to Phoenix. I'll go somewhere else. I mean, they're, they're not in cap hell, but they've got some decisions they got to make. I don't think they should sign Draymond. I don't think they should sign Clay. You just keep Curry, build around Curry, but it's over. You're going to compete, but I don't see any other more. I don't see any more championships in their in their future. This team was horrendous on the road this year. There's nothing to like about this team. And, you know, they're not lights out shooters anymore. You can come back on them. It has to be, you know. Myers has been GM for 11 years. They went to six finals. Right? They brought in Kevin Durant. They lost Kevin Durant. They now have to deal with the Draymond Green situation. Do you let him go? Or do you still try and build to the future while keeping this? The idea of building to the future while maintaining your old core never works. It's either you're all in or you're all out. Either the future is now, or you're going to let the ship sink. There is no, if, there's no half-assing it. And when teams try and half-ass it, that's when stuff really gets bad. That's when it really, really goes south. But Mike Dunleavy Jr. is one of the hot candidates. He was the right-hand man of. Bob Myers, so we'll see what happens. Um, they gotta tear it down, you know. But that's okay. That's okay. Like you won, you did it. You. It's run its course. It's it. Things are allowed to run its course. Things are allowed to run its course. And you know what? If Clay has one more year, I believe, on his contract, yeah, you can get for him. Draymond Green, don't want to pay him. You don't have to. No. He can go to the Lakers. Let him go to the Lakers. Yep. Go get Harrison Barnes for cheaper. 
You already had Harrison Barnes, but you know what I mean. But you can make moves here to keep Steph if you want him, build up some young players, and kind of reinvigorate the Golden State Warriors. Because they were dragged kicking and screaming to the six. You know, like they, they were, they won last year, but this year it was not the same. From the Jordan Poole situation all the way on down. Like drafting Wiseman was a mistake. There's a lot of, there have been a lot of missteps in the recent past. And maybe a fresh perspective is needed. And that's okay. You know? Now, call me crazy. You're crazy. You're, you're, well, you haven't heard me yet, but you're going to think I'm nuts. Scott Perry has not been uh, extended with the Knicks. Do the Knicks make a run at Bob Myers? No. No? He doesn't want to come here and deal with this. Away. <laughs> no way. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. if it's like, if he's anything like another GM of recent vintage, a guy like Theo Epstein, right? You embrace the challenge, <laughs> and you you're gonna sound like a Nick fan. You're going to embrace that fat paycheck you're gonna get. You're gonna get a really nice paycheck. So. It's within the realm of possibility. And there are many teams, many teams that would trip over themselves to get in contact with Bob Myers because they have a lasting pedigree, right? The Golden State Warriors are, they're an established team now. They are, in reality, one of the big fish. They weren't when Bob Myers took over. They were a nice team, but then they took the next step. And now they're a perennial contender. So that's the magic touch right there. And any team looking to establish themselves, like, I don't know, the Orlando Magic, the Knicks, shit, go to the Clippers. Like, that would be interesting. Let's see. Let's see if he can ply him. Let's see if he can ply his craft elsewhere, and see if uh, he's up for the challenge that awaits him in other places that don't have Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award.
boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the alleged superstar of the week. Here's how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter account at DNZ and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a shout out on this year's show and the coveted ass trophy. And do you know who took home the coveted ass trophy last week, D? I don't. It was La Liga fan for the racism and the effigy showed towards Vinny Jr. That can never be tolerated, and you deserve to be called out for your bullshit. But that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees, D? Hmm. All right. First up, I've got Jalen Brown. One for nine from three, eight for 23 from the floor to go along with 19 points. Does this sound like a super max player to you in a game seven? Jalen Brown, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, Mike Elias. Cedric Mullins goes on the IL and your immediate thought is to sign Aaron Hicks. <laughs> Hicks was just DFA'd by the Yankees because he can't play baseball anymore. Mike Elias, you need a CAT scan to go along with being the alleged superstar of the week. And number three, I've got DeAndre Hopkins, arguably one of the best receivers in the game, but he was cut by the Cardinals for nothing. No picks, no players, not even free soda, as Billy Bean would like to say. So DeAndre Hopkins, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Z, what do you got? Great choices. They're great choices. You certainly can argue all of them. I'm going to start with the Boston Celtics. Not oh. just Jalen Brown. I'm going with all the whole team. I'm going to the whole enchilada. <laughs> that whole green mess. To lay an egg like you did after climbing out of that hole. Rip the hearts out of all of your fans. And really illustrated how flawed the team is. We like to say, do better, just do better. From top on down, this whole organization needs to do better. Because it ain't pretty. Boston Celtics, you've got some explaining to do. And you are my alleged superstar of the week. Dallas Stars you have an opportunity to stay alive 6-0 you didn't even show up it was 4-0 in the first period I I, I picked up my soda and the game was over like what what just happened I don't even know if they know that's bad Dallas Stars, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, the state of Texas. Why the state of Texas, you may be asking? Well, did you realize that barbecue is a high school sport in the state of Texas? That's all I gotta say. Are you fucking kidding me? Barbecue? And you have the team members 
saying it's a great sport because you get to eat what you make afterwards. Coach, we're going to practice. What are you making? What are we doing? Ribs? Okay. Brisket, salt and pepper. You're in Texas. Nothing more than that. I'm sorry. Barbecue is not a sport. Unless people are going to start hitting each other, then barbecue might be considered a sport. But until then, state of Texas, stick to football. You are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've said our piece. Go to our Twitter poll at the Fade Route Twitter page at Fade Route DNZ and vote and vote and vote and vote. And for our nominee. Just do better, boys. Just do better. brownies of course you love brownies but you know what's better than a brownie a delicious handcrafted gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep that's what our guys at sweet life brownie co offer chef tommy d and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic ob to dutch apple to campfire s'mores and many more check out their website sweetlifebrownieco.com for their friday brownie drops at noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them DNZ sent you. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co., because there's always room for a brownie. Order up! We're continuing on with our position-by-position breakdown as we order up. Order up, order up. We're ordering up the top five first basemen in the majors right now. From five to one, who you got, D? All right, listen. Number five, you're going to laugh. But I just have a soft spot for this guy. He's having a shitty year, but I still like him. And that's Jose Abreu. He's batting 241. He's only got one home run this season, but I, he's still Jose Abreu. Like he's still, I think, one of the best first basemen in the league. So Jose Abreu is number five for me. Probably realistically, it should be Anthony Rizzo. Uh, number four, I got Paul Goldsmith. You know, and and NL MVP. Uh, this year he's slashing 294, 400, and 525 with 10 home runs, 26 RBIs. Can't do a lot worse than that. Um, can't do a lot better than that, I'd rather say. Number three, I've got Pete Alonzo, your boy. He leads all first baseman with 20 home runs. Number two, I think this is where we're going to probably be really close to the same. We've got Matt Olson, 42 RBI. He leads all first baseman with 38 walks. And number one, 
I can't, I would be shocked if you have a different number one than me, but I got Freddie Freeman, Freddie's absurd slashing 344, 416, and 589 with five, with 10 home runs. Oh yeah. And he's a phenomenal fielder. What do you got? Z? All great choices, all great choices. And it's actually, it's a toss up really. If you look at on base, and if you look at OPS, Olsen and Vlad Jr. aren't having that that dissimilar of a year. And Olsen, the RBIs and the homers, Vladdy only has eight homers, as opposed to the the 17 that Matt Olsen has. Right. So Vladdy would be my sixth. Right, if we had a number, if we we're doing from six to one, but they're eerily similar. They're eerily similar, and that's why I'm gonna put Olson five. Whoa, Olson is five this year, just because batting average not great. OPS is good. OPS is good. Nine oh four, three sixty on base. Vladdy is a two is a three fifty five on base, and he's not doing as well. So it's very close very close I'm just gonna put him there number four Paul Goldschmidt I'm with you on that yeah man I'm with you on that like he is you know he's still the man he's still good Mm -hmm. despite what the hell is going on in St. Louis Paul Goldschmidt is still showing up to work every day and he's doing the job he's doing exactly what you need of him and his veteran presence is going to help them right the ship and he's going to... And the St. Louis Cardinals will be there at the end. I'm thoroughly convinced that that will be the case. And it's because of Paul Goldschmidt. The guy has won a friggin' MVP. Right? He's been, he's been a runner-up. He's a four-time gold glover. Like, he's got the pedigree. So, he's number four. Number three, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Improved defense... Right? He's saving runs this year. He's doing great defensively. I, I like what he's doing a lot. Slipping a little bit with OPS, 893 compared to Olsen, compared to Goldschmidt, but 20 homers in that Mets lineup that is all of a sudden, there's a lot of holes there. But Pete Alonso still doing the job and doing it well. And he's the catalyst for the Mets' success. Number two, from Queens to the Bronx, Anthony Rizzo. Whoa, number two. Number two. 304, 11, 32, 880 OPS, 376 on base percentage, 505 slugging. Anthony Rizzo, he's crushing. He's raking right now. Yes, he's hurt. He got, you know, hyperextended knee due to Mr. Uh, Fernando Tatis. He said it was a neck injury. I don't, I don't see the neck. I didn't see the neck on the replay. I saw his knee go in when Tatis decided not to slide. So I saw, I, I thought that was very interesting. But, you know, Rizzo's having a great year. And as usual, stellar defense, great leadership. He's the straw that's stirring the drink. Other than Aaron Judge, of course, in the Bronx. And number one, you cannot argue Freddie Freeman. 
You, you just can't. 344, 10, 35, 416 on base percentage, one, 1006 OPS, 589 slugging, MVP, World Series champion, stud, complete all around stud. Freddie Freeman is the class of first baseman. But there are definitely guys, as we noted, it's a heck of a, it's a lot deeper than catcher. We'll put it that way. We'll put we'll put it that way. There are more guys that are up and coming that are going to make this more difficult as we move down the road. But for right now, Mr. Freeman, he is the man at first. This has been the Fade Route with D and Z. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.